call me Zach because I don't know what the F Ron with me. <laughs> uh, I saw that today. I thought it was pretty I, I funny. <laughs> anyway, um, how's everyone doing? Good. Good. Very good. Eric, yeah. how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. Um, what's everyone been watching the last couple of days? Uh, I I've, I watched the five blood five the five the, bloods the five words bu- are really hard the five bubs yikes <laughs> the the five bubs uh yeah. anyway someone else talk I watched the five bloods too did you Eric? I yep I did as well I actually did a Spike Lee double feature with Ooh. the five bloods and do the right thing oh back, to back. that was a fun Saturday I bet man do the right thing do the right thing is a masterpiece. It really is. I, I, it's been a it's been a while since I watched a movie that clicked in terms of the the filmmaking was so accessible but meaningful and you could see like what the director was trying to say and narratively it just all co coalesced perfectly. Um, I was just blown away by the end of Do the Right Thing. Oh yeah, it's crazy how uh, movie came out came out over twenty years ago and is still pretty relevant to today. Yeah, um, one of my one of my favorite things about the Five Bloods was how they didn't recast or they didn't they didn't cast younger actors. Um, so in all yes. the flashbacks with Storm and Norman, they're all old, and it's kind of it was Spike Lee's way of saying these guys never left like they've always carried the war with them and and apparently he doesn't like um casting younger actors in flashbacks which i I didn't i just heard that on a podcast a podcast and then a podcast it's crazy (laughs) but podcastception and then that one shot of them in the club (laughs) dancing oh like an apocalypse now oh that was so good that was a really great scene yeah there were there were there were so many great things about that movie I, i don't even know where to begin with that um it was it was an amazing experience just watching that two two and a half hour epic about Vietnam War and race and everything. It was it was an experience. Mm-hmm. I I really thought it was interesting that it highlighted the fact that like when war happens at certain places, it doesn't just go away. Like it definitely carries over, and I think that's something that I as an American have never thought of. You know, like. There, the last time a war, like an actual official war, happened was the Civil War. And, that, I mean, that was a long time ago for us. But I think about places like Vietnam or even right now in Afghanistan and Iraq. I don't think we understand the actual f- the weight and effect of war. You know, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 100%. Is it, and yes, I, I, I hadn't really understood a that... Um, like African Americans' contributions to Vietnam, <laughs> Vietnam, Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> <and I am. laughs> uh, but but then also, um, you know how how integral uh, systemic racism was in just the sheer fact that so many African American men were drafted. It was because mm-hmm. they didn't have the means by which to dodge the draft the way that a lot of um, wealthy wealthier white men could so privilege is a real thing 
So yeah, Defy Bloods, really, really good. 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 recommend. Do the right thing, 10 out of 10 recommend. Olivia, you need to go watch it tonight. Oh, Olivia, you haven't seen anywhere. it? Oh. It's hey, not streaming anywhere. It is I'm worth, very poor. It is worth $50 to view. $50? Right, Eric? It's definitely worth it. it I don't know the amazing. $50 price tag, but because <laughs> I just, cheap. it was the first thing that came to my mind. So anyway. Anyway, yeah. yeah. All right. I will uh, try to get on that. But just remember, I'm very, very poor. I just paid basically a car payment to take a test. So Ugh. you are yeah. going to be a rich, rich uh, counselor therapist. Uh, thanks. One day. I hope so. I probably won't be, but that's okay. But yeah, you'll get there. You're getting there. That's what I've been telling her for like years, Eric. She'll get there. You're a great motivational speaker, Isaac. I, yeah. It's not, it's not a hot, a hot, streak for me right now in a lot of ways but i try to be motivational (laughs) yeah i have good intentions so um are we at are we at 40 minutes to go okay i'm gonna start my timer so okay cool welcome everyone my name is isaac sims my name is Olivia Clement. This is Flyover Film Show, a podcast about movies from the perspectives of two people who live in places oft forgotten by Hollywood. We keep up with the goings-on in Hollywood, but remain very much grounded in Midwest America. And although we can't just up and move to LA, we, still, we can still share our love for movies with our friends and families. This is a series on the film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World by Edgar Wright. And we have joining us again, Eric Pham, who hails from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Eric welcome hey guys i'm uh, glad to be back two weeks in a row this is two pretty weeks fun. in a row that's two gonna weeks be a record right? for us it, well, it is a record yes a- yeah. next week it's gonna be a record record oh yeah yeah so and who knows after that so we are today discussing the films or not the films the the film scott pilgrim versus the world but we are ranking all the characters um in the film and we are compiling our top five characters so we're gonna just do a round robin and uh jump into that right away because we have no time to lose but before we do that we're going to hear from our sponsor ready set podcast they produce this podcast um they have prices to fit any budget options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters they make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help you record, edit, and publish. And if you have a podcast idea, they'll give you a free consultation if you reach out to them on their website or social media. Their website is www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. And now we're going back to flyoverfilmshow.xyz. So That's not our website. Don't go to that website. <laughs> Or do know. actually let us know, know what that would that would yeah. be an interesting. It's journey. on WordPress, but I don't know what the URL is off the top of my head. I uh, I don't know. It's fine. Doesn't matter. It does matter, but not in this moment. We're back. Anyway, podcasters. Anyway, so anyway. we're gonna defer to our guest. So Eric, will you oh, kick wow. us off with number five? Who is your fifth out of? All top right. Five. So my number five, and I, I got to give two quick honorable mentions here. Uh-huh. Honorable mention one, Stephen and Kim, uh, love them. But for my number five spot, I had to go with someone else from the band, Young Neil. Okay. All right. Uh, 
his character development, even though he's barely in the movie, is pretty awesome. Going from uh, a dude who couldn't even remember the lyrics to a song to being one of the band members at the end of the movie. Uh, pretty awesome character growth. And he's just hilarious. Very relatable character for me. Mm-hmm. We've all done that before. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's probably one of my favorite Young Neil. Qu- I guess not a quote, but things that he does. Anyway. Yes. Such a, it's a perfect little moment in the movie. Young Neil's one of those rare exceptions. Olivia, I don't think we've talked about this. Excuse me. I think that he is done more justice in the movie than he is in the comics. Wow. You know, that's like yes. one of the that's one of the things that I was surprised whenever I read the comics. I was like, okay, if they have all this time to develop the characters, every, pretty much everyone will be developed and everyone is developed except Neil. And yeah. like just spoiler cuz Eric, you haven't read the comics yet, but in the in the movie like Johnny Simmons is so good and uh but he's not he doesn't get fleshed out in the comics the way Kim does. So that's frustrating. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I hadn't thought about that till you pointed it out, but yeah, he's not, his character arc isn't as great. I think in the comics is he, and he, in the movie, he's the person that Scott bounces stuff off of, um, typically. So Olivia, what is your number five or who is your number five? My number five is Scott Pilgrim. I think that he is, yeah, I almost, it it was a toss up between him and Ramona, but I just felt like I could talk more about Scott than Ramona. So I went with Scott. Uh, I just feel like he's relatable. I think that we all tend to see ourselves as the hero of our own stories. And because of that, we think we're cooler, better, smarter, whatever than we actually are. And even though his, his character arc is, I think, a little bit better in the comics, in the movie, he does learn how to kind of own up to his own mistakes and apologize. And so it's, it's cool to see a character kind of mature and develop in that way. So, nice. so that's my five. Isaac, who is your five? Scott's in my top five. I'll just give that away, but I don't want to jump to where he is right now. <laughs> okay. Um, spoiler alert. My number five is Todd. As we discussed last time, he he's my number one ex, and he almost surpassed some of, some of the other people in my list. But he's by far one of the I, one of the most memorable characters in the movie, and he's funny, and he's played with just total conviction by Brandon Routh. So, yep, nice. He is in my top five, but I'm not going to tell you where. Is he in your top five, Eric? Uh, he's not okay. Really, That's, he was close, but um, I have some other characters that might be kind of surprising too. Okay, so. all right, I'm excited about that. Okay, Eric. All right, let's see. My number four is Wallace. All nice. right, Wallace. Um, I put him number four because he every scene he's in, I think I laughed my ass off, <laughs> like literally every time he popped up in the movie. Um, with every line he said or everything he did, uh, just completely hilarious. And I think I've, I've, I've rewatched so many of his scenes. It's, uh, the way the, the act, I forget the actor, the actor's name that plays him. Uh, did, uh, Kieran Culkin, Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, he plays him so, so brilliantly too. So mm-hmm. Wallace, he's, my number four, he's really good in succession. Um, 
Yeah, I'm working my way through Succession right now. He's also in in Fargo. Have you guys seen the Fargo TV show? No, but who isn't in Fargo? Yeah, right. (laughs) I think the three of us, I don't think any of us were cast in Fargo. Uh, Oh, actually, I have news to tell everyone. Um, So instead of pursuing my career plans of becoming a therapist, I have actually been cast in the new season of Fargo. So goodbye, everyone. I'm moving to Hollywood. Don't forget about us. I can't believe Eric and I are the only people in the world who didn't get cast in the FX series of Fargo. (laughs) I'm laughing because I said that. I said that joke and y'all just like didn't react at all. <laughs> well, uh, I should anyway. tell you. Anyway, um, I did see season one of Fargo. I think it's really good. Wallace is my number four. Okay. Oh, nice! Yeah. I I think he's great. I don't I don't really have anything. I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to think through which which of his best moments are. But um, oh no 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 at the rocket. That's like that's yeah. by far Wallace <laughs> yep. at his best. Like heckling the band when he's like, "So, so, <laughs> so, Jimmy, do they suck or rock? They have not started playing yet. That was a test, Jimmy. You passed." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "They're like, we hate you. Please die, sweet. Love this one." And he like grabs his arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is a class. And all the scenes he has with Scott back at the apartment or house, whatever they li- it is they live in, pretty good stuff. Yes, I Olivia, agree. Who's your number four? My number four is Kim Pine. I I love Kim. I think she's great. Her one-liners are really dry and sarcastic, which as anyone who knows me knows that's right up my alley. That's my humor. So, and also she calls out Scott on his crap. Like she's not going to take any of any of his crap and we'll call him out about, and she's the only one who thinks that like dating a high schooler is a bad idea in the band. Everyone, the guys are like, Oh, it's so cool. She's a high school or whatever. She's the only one who's like, that is, that's wrong. You don't need to do that. So, yeah, that's one of the aspects of the movie that, like, ha- I guess it's it's positioned in a way that uh, it's not problematic. But if you read mm-hmm. into it, it is problematic. So, right. but it's handled very, very well and effectively. But um, so, young Neil, you were saying she seems awesome. Yeah, she seems, she seems awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Eric, All right. Who, who's your number three? My number three is Ramona. Okay. Oh, nice. Um, I don't even really know what to say about Ramona. She's just, she's just cool. Um, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays her like so perfectly. It's like, she's not even playing a character. She's just playing herself. And, uh, <laughs> and the, I think what really puts her over the top for me is, is the fight scene with, uh, her and, uh, Roxy. In Roxy, uh, yes. that fight scene was so epic. Uh, so, have you, Eric? Have you seen Birds of Prey yet? Yes, I have. Yes, she. Yes. Okay, so I think that her and Scott Pilgrim really set her up perfectly for Birds of Prey because after watching Scott Pilgrim, I was like, she should be in more fight scenes. I know, right? And then you get that more in uh, in Birds of Prey, but even then, I'm like, she should have been in more fight scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. So, 
I agree. She should be in more movies for sure. I think the only other movie I've seen her in is The Live Sky for High. Die Hard. Oh, she's in Sky High. That she's is, in Sky High. She's in Sky I, High. Sky High is a great movie. Isn't I remember seeing villain? that in theaters. Yeah. It's Kurt Russell. Oh, he's Kurt, so good. Kurt, yeah, Russell Kurt Russell's and, uh, in it. Who else is in that? I, uh, um, Wendell Carter, who played yeah. the original Wonder Woman in the TV series, is in it. And it's funny because she, like, she says something about how she's not Wonder Woman, which I didn't get as a kid, but my mom told me the joke. And I said, oh, that's funny. And that was it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thanks. I forgot she's in Sky High. Then I saw, I think the only other one I've seen her in is Live Free or Die Hard. The Bruce, uh, Bruce yes. Willis. She pl- who does she? Pl- I can't even. I think remember. she I plays her. Yeah, yeah, wait, his daughter, yeah, like his the older, daughter, his yeah. older Justin, version of his daughter. Because Justin Long is her boyfriend. Yeah, wait, is, did, is he? Is is Justin Long her boyfriend, or is he a hacker that like falls in love with her? I don't I even think, remember Justin Long. I think he's I a hacker. I think he's a hacker. A hacker that gets it is Justin Long, isn't it? Am yeah, I he's crazy? in it. Okay, no, right, he's right. in it. That was okay, like all I remember is a Mary Mary Elizabeth Winston. So no. <laughs> you know who else is in uh, Live Free or Die Hard? Timothy Oliphant, and he rocks. I did not know he was in He's that. He's the villain. Yeah, I didn't know villain. that oh. until a couple a couple weeks ago. I was looking through and I realized my dad has a man crush on him. I mean, I do too. I mean, I have a show he's in. Uh, someone told me to watch it. Justified. Not justified. There's a Netflix original with him the Santa Clarita. Oh, yes. Yeah. Diet. yes, yeah, it's really funny. That's what I've heard. I need to check that out. It's deliciously funny. But yeah, Ramona, my number three. <laughs> All right, nice. nice. Number Who's one in my number heart. Three? No, number three on your list. Number one in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia, uh, my number three is Todd Ingram. Uh, we've already discussed Todd Ingram. He was my number one villain, and I just. He's just such a fun villain. I think Brandon Routh plays a great bad guy, and he should play more bad guys. Uh, so that's that's all I have, really. I mean, if you really want to listen to me talk about Todd Ingram, you can listen to our last episode. The more I think about it, the more I'm convinced that... No, 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 no. I At one point, yes, I thought... Yes, he should be the main villain. Yes, we're all thinking <laughs> it. Wait, I mean... I don't really know anymore because I think about certain scenes with Gideon and I'm like, no, Brandon Routh couldn't have pulled off a lot of like these great moments that Gideon had, you know, like, especially when he has the cut in his suit and it's like smoking. <laughs> and he goes, are we done with the hugging? And then he puts the gum in his mouth and kind of like stumbles over his words. And he's like, I thought we had a fight going on here. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Brandon Routh could have, played Gideon as well as uh, Jason Schwartzman, but I think that he plays... He's more imposing as like a... like He's like phys- physically yeah. imposing. Because yeah, yeah. I don't know how tall he is, but I assume he... In my mind, he's fairly tall, but also actors are rarely the height I think they are. But he's also f- just a big dude. I mean, he's Superman. Yeah, yeah. I read that he's... They called him Big Dude Brandon. Not big cool. Dude Brandon. <laughs> I'm, looking up his, I'm looking up his height. Oh, yeah. Ooh, some fun facts. We I haven't had any fun facts yet. Well, we need to start trivia with Olivia. Trivia with Olivia. I Hashtag we're trivia that. with Olivia. We're, are we going to wait until our 30, 30 day film challenge is over? Well, I already spoke it into existence. So. Oh, so now it has to happen. Well, this is going to come out after we finish that anyway. Brandon Routh is 6'2. He's 6'2? Wow, He's 6'2? That's the dream. Dream height? Yes. Or just like the American. 
his height is the American dream. No, is is my dream and like the ideal height of a guy. Okay. Actually, yep. I mean, six three would be really the ideal height, but I'll take six two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sure everyone wants to know that. Sorry. Please, someone move on. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to. I was just like, cogs. Where where are we? Did did have you three? Am I th- three? Is it my turn for three? Did you have the same as Eric? No, we're that, that was four. four. My yeah. bad. Sorry. I'm we're in a I'm time gonna warp go here. Yeah. Um, Let's do the time warp. We're woo, woo, woo. my three is Scott. I think I I was like kind of just thinking through by virtue where whether or not he should end up on here, and I think he does because like he sells he sells the last couple scenes when he asks for forgiveness and he owns up to his mistakes and kind of makes up with everyone mm-hmm. and he he sells it and i another thing i was wanting to say was that in our second episode when we discussed you know why the movie failed and marketing and all that stuff and i said that michael sayer is not convincing as an action hero i still think that but i want to go like go back there and also say that i do really like him in this movie um just so no one gets the wrong idea like i hate him or whatever i think he's i think he's no, great you, you hate michael Sarah. i do not hate michael i know Sarah. i'm just kidding yeah uh and this is yeah he sells it and i love i love just when he says i'm sorry i'm sorry about me i hurt you and then when he's dead and he's like i feel like i learned something which would be great <laughs> if i wasn't dead and he like just falls <laughs> on his knees so it's great i think he's yeah. awesome i and i think that now i haven't seen molly's game my brother tells me that molly's game is awesome i forgot he's in that yeah it's on netflix he plays apparently toby like a amalgamation of like a bunch of other real life characters but specifically toby mcguire and apparently he's really good in that so i need to go see that but as of right now this is my favorite role that michael Sarah has been in so yep he's my number three all right eric Who's your number two? My number two is Scott. All right. So yeah, pretty much a lot of what Isaac just said. Um, I I thought about putting him at number one, but that would have been too easy. Um, but yeah, at first when when I watched Scott Pilgrim, I came out of the movie. I'm like, wow, Scott is is kind of a dick. Um, <laughs> but I mean, then he like, is. <laughs> but yeah, but going through and rewatching it, you know, he he makes up for makes up for it and. Uh, yeah, Scott, number two. Um, he gets so much screen time and so much character development. I, I had to put him that high for that reason. All right. Great. Olivia, who's your number two? I have Knives Chow as number two. Wow. Yeah. She's Chinese. <laughs> I I just, she's really the only like pure character in the movie, which I think is maybe more related to her age than anything else. But you see her develop over the course of the movie as well. She goes from being this head over heels in love teenager to being heartbroken and angry and sad about that to realizing her own self-worth. I think it's really cool at the end, spoiler for everyone, when Scott is talking to her afterwards and she goes, go after her, talking about Ramona, go after her, I'm too cool for you anyway. Which is really cool to see because... 
she realizes that at the age of 17 and I feel like a lot of women don't realize their own self-worth until much later and so I think that's a cool depiction for girls to realize like they don't have to settle for some crappy guy and I realize Scott does develop and he becomes better at the end but he treated her like crap kind of the whole time and um so I just I just feel like She's great. And then also one of my favorite lines is, it's time to chow down. <laughs> and I think Did that... you seriously just say that? <laughs> it was so funny. I just... Also, also, I'm going to point this out. Sorry for being the girl that's going to point all this out. But whatever. I have the two I am. So she's also, we, we hear you. We're, we're here for thank you. you. We're listening. Thank you. Yeah. thank you for validating my feelings. Yes. She's really the only female character who shows the full spectrum of emotion throughout the movie. I mean, you've got Kim and Ramona who are really kind of just angry the whole time or for whatever reason. <laughs> but but you see like you see knives show the full spectrum of emotion, which I think that that is important. Also, this may just be my therapist, my inner therapist coming out and overanalyzing everything. So, you're making anyway. me see knives in a completely new light. Oh, see, thank you. That's you know, I, yeah, I agree. I hadn't thought about that before, and I think, yeah, no, no, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's one of the reasons that spoiler Ramona is not in my top. I guess we're I have two and one left to go, but she's not in my top five because I love the way Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays her, and I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but it's not, it's not a dynamic like character arc mm. um in the comics it her character arc is very dynamic and you see you see everyone's spectrum of emotions so to speak is it is that the correct term olivia yeah i mean i don't think there's necessarily like a correct term but if you're talking about what, the- what is uh what is the greek there <laughs> <laughs> uh spectris Emo- emotus. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know how to say that, so I'm just gonna go. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Ramona, Ramona is I, I. And you know that Mary Elizabeth Winstead could have been even better if, like, the movie had been 20 minutes longer, or mm-hmm. you know, there are just there are just a lot of, or if it was a miniseries, like all that stuff we've talked about already. So right. Um, oh, miniseries! I never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about that in. Was it was the second? It was second episode. Like, it would probably yes. it would probably have worked as a, um, n- like one of the first Netflix miniseries, just because that was so new and binging was like such a new concept. But then, if it was like today, um, and Olivia pointed this out. The comic style is very distinct and creative, um, and so would have worked really well as a cartoon series or like a kind of not really anime but kind of anime. So, I think it would have been great. I would have watched it. So, Make is it, it my number? Is it my number two? Yes, my <laughs> my number two is the Vegan Police. <laughs> Yes, I knew they would be in your top five. Really? I had a feeling. Yeah, because you were very, like, you you very much wanted to include every single person, whereas I would have been like, let's just do the, like, main characters. 
And I had a feeling the vegan police were going to be in your top. You have the top. vegan police above Todd. Wow. And the vegan police <laughs> above Todd. <laughs> they, because okay. they kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they were so badass. And they were in the movie for literally 20 seconds. Clifton Collins Jr., who plays on Star Trek and Westworld, is one. And then Thomas Jane, who plays the Punisher. Um, the the Not the first Punisher, but the one in 2004 with John Travolta is the other and it is it is the greatest scene in the movie like i'll (laughs) argue with i'll argue with either of y'all or anyone like i'll go to my grave thinking that it's the best scene in the movie and like and really what seals it for me is and the reason that i think of them as like one character is because they don't have names they are there to accomplish like that single plot point and when it happens um, they they walk out and high five each other and go yeah, <laughs> and Scott's just like holding his head, and it's that whole that whole scene that whole sequence with didn't you know Todd's vegan up to that point where like you just drink half and half it's like it's so perfect that whole that whole fight oh man it just gelato isn't vegan chicken isn't vegan. <laughs> <laughs> milk and eggs bitch ah that's that's the best line of the entire movie yeah number two number two character (laughs) characters (laughs) also also they aren't even credited if you go and look at imdb they're listed as uncredited and so and that that was the other reason like they that they made it so high in my in my list is it's kind of an injustice not i don't i don't I don't know what the the ins and outs of why people are not credited or whatever. You know, yeah, they were probably I'll, there for like two hours and did their lines and left. So I don't know. Yeah, they I got their watched that scene on YouTube and I seen the YouTube comments and like, what if they uh, Edgar Wright had gotten like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost? That would have been. Oh, uh, that would have been great. That would have been pretty epic. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is it time for our number ones? I think it is. Yeah, All right. It is. Eric. All right. My number one is also my number one villain, uh, or evil ex, Lucas Lee. Nice. Um, nice. We talked nice. about him a lot uh, last episode, but Chris Evans playing a douchey uh, action movie actor. Um, yeah, it's just so good. And every, every, everything he says is hilarious. Everything he does is hilarious. And, um, yeah, Chris Evans playing playing that. We need we need him playing more villains. I agree. For sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Everyone go watch Knives Out. Wholeheartedly. Yep. Wait, he's not the villain in that. Or is Uh-oh. he? Or is he? Who's to say? If you haven't seen Knives Out by now, what are you doing? It's uh, also streaming on Amazon Prime. I think so. I saw that. Oh cool. wow! Is it really? Yeah. So I might. I I would like to rewatch that. What's the next big Chris Evans project? Y'all know? I have no idea. Fighting injustice. Uh, he's on Dear Jacob. Wait, not Dear Jacob. <laughs> Fighting for defending Jacob for defending Apple Jacob. TV. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Apple I TV. Like has I like, saw an advertise. I see so many Amazon like TV show ads, but are they even good shows? On uh, Apple TV or, or yeah. Apple TV or either of them? Apparently, uh, some of them are. I have only watched one and it's called Central Park, which was co-created by 
Warren Buchar. I don't know if that's how you say his name. He is the guy who created Bob's Burgers. So he and Josh Gad co-created it. And it's it's an a- animated show that's basically a musical. And Josh Gad is in it. Krista Bell, uh, Titus Burgess, David Diggs, Leslie Odom Jr. It's Ooh, It's got a great cast. That's a great cast. Ooh, it's, David Diggs and Leslie Odom Jr.? I know. It's a, it's a mini Hamilton reunion. And it's wow. really funny. So... Who else? Um, oh, Stanley Tucci's in it too. I saw a Beastie Boys story that Apple TV put out, and I think it's excellent. Um, I didn't know anything about them um, other than Sabotage, and uh, <laughs> I'm telling y'all. Uh, so it's really good. Made me want to listen to their music. But yeah, I think Apple TV's fine. Good definitely yeah. like they're they're fighting an uphill battle because they don't have near as much content as anyone <laughs> like literally anyone else yeah <laughs> like peacock that's i don't even I don't, i'm not going to subscribe to that but peacock has way more content oh, yeah. than apple tv plus yeah. so anywho yeah. olivia yes. i think it's time for you to divulge your number one all right my number one best character in scott pilgrim is wallace wells so i above knives yeah Yeah. i so i i think i said this before in a previous episode at some point but i i think that he truly is the best friend to scott throughout the movie throughout the comic book they're able to joke with each other but wallace is going to call him out on on scott's crap in a in a more loving way than say like kim does and I think he really cares about Scott's happiness and wants to be there for him. And he supports him. Uh, I mean, how many times do you see him cheering Scott on while he's fighting? And he also is hilarious. Like every scene with Wallace in it is better. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I love Wallace. So he oh, also your favorite scene with Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite scene. I think <sighs> the scene at the rocket is really funny. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. The scene of the rocket when he is like, whenever Crash and the boys are like, we're Crash and the boys. And he goes, is that girl a boy too? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then she flips him off. I think most importantly, Wallace uh, confirms to Scott the website for amazon.ca that's one of those little those little moments i forget about and he's like dude (laughs) what's the website for amazon.ca and he's like hung over and like kieran culkin just like he kind of pulls that look off perfectly all the time yeah just like hung over and like hating life honestly i would argue that all of the culkin brothers do they all just look like they're hungover. Yeah. All the time. Um, I mean that in a loving way. Yeah. Anyway, Isaac, what's your number one? Who's Great your Brothers. One? My number one great is... Brothers. Great Brothers. My number one is Knives. Oh, uh, we, nice. We've talked about... We've talked about this before, but she is my favorite character. She is... She's, in my opinion, the most dynamic character in the movie and experiences even more maturity and growth than Scott does. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I would argue that because she's actually growing up 
and mm-hmm. I guess she's going into her technically senior year. Maybe, maybe I don't, I don't remember. I, I want to believe that she's a senior. I, I really want to believe that he's not dating a junior in high school. <laughs> yeah, maybe. She, okay, so maybe she's about to go to college. Let's say that. I'm trying to remember from the comics. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess she's like about to go to college, and uh, yeah, she understands. I won't like repeat everything that y'all have said <clears throat> about knives, but. Ellen Wong is awesome and she's the most expressive character. And I, I think I would say she's the best performance in the movie. I'd, I'd go, I'd go that far. All right. She rocks. I agree. I do think she rocks and she's also really funny. I, I I know we've talked about it before, but the line where she's like, I didn't even know there was good music until like two weeks ago. (laughs) It's so funny that yeah, whole so and, and she's and, raised in like this sheltered asian home yes and like the movie she's like getting exposed to all this american culture right yeah or i guess canadian canadian culture. <laughs> north <laughs> yeah. american culture north american <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're so much nicer up there than we are so <laughs> yeah. did y'all see um anchorman 2 no they they it, i mean not a very good movie but did you see it eric <laughs> I think I saw it, but I wasn't like all completely focused on the movie. Yeah. They're, at the very end, they have like this huge fight scene. Is like, it Will Smith? That, doesn't he show up? I think I don't, I don't remember. Everyone does. There's like a bunch of cameos, right? There are a Liam Neeson shows up in it. Um, what? But what the what I was going to reference was there's a scene where like there are all these news teams from around the world. So I think Liam Neeson is the, the Irish uh isn't he Irish? He's Irish. And he uh he shows up with the Irish news team and then I don't know wh- I don't know why but Jim Carrey and Marion Cotillard are the um Canadian <laughs> news team and they're like yelling all this like really <laughs> grotesque stuff like we're going to gouge your eyes out and like string you up by the, your own tendons. Sorry. <laughs> like <laughs> but they apologize after every really like terrible thing they say. <laughs> To, to Ron Burgundy and his team, they're like, "We're gonna stab you and like uh, trail out your intestines." Sorry, like <laughs> after uh, after every insult, so it's fine. Super Canadian. I've never been. For, to it's a really. I've never been to Canada. I want to go to Canada like badly. I would love to go. It would be fun. I think so. So, how are we doing on time? We're doing great. We're this is the best we've done on time. Oh, good. All right. Well, how did everyone feel about everyone's top five? Um, I kind of feel bad leaving Knives Out now. Um, <laughs> I might have to redo this list. Knives Out. Days. Uh, 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 oh, knives Out. I, there, I did that. I totally did that on purpose. We're not even being sponsored by that movie. Chow Knives. <laughs> yeah, before we uh, before this post goes up, we're going to take this to Knives Out and ask for some sponsorship money. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ryan Johnson, will you please sponsor us? What a... Uh, what Ryan Johnson films has everyone seen? Has anyone seen Brick? Like his first not, movie? I have not. Brick. I have it on my list to watch. It's it just pretty, came out on Blu-ray. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I've seen Brothers Bloom, uh, Looper, and... Uh, you directed Looper? He did. Yes, he did, did do not Looper. Know that. Looper is... I'm just a big Emily Blunt fan. I liked Looper. People are kind of... People, uh, yeah, that got yeah. hate. I love people. Looper. People were like, 
People were hating like all the CGI and him yeah, looking Bruce like Willis, Bruce Willis. But like I, I feel like that's a kind of a, an effective way, like not de aging, but like CGI to make a character look like he look. Joseph Gordon Levitt looks like he aged into him. He kind of looks like the the uh, T two T one thousand from T two, but. <laughs> Whatever. Don't get me started on Terminator. That was Terminator is one of my favorite franchises, and what they've done to it is uh, is a crime to humanity. When did it go bad? <laughs> after two, I think. With the, yes, after two. Well, three is uh, it's not the worst, but but the Christian Bale one that was just an abomination, dude. I there's like, a Christian Bale Terminator yeah. movie. Yes, it's I mean, it's not bad. It's just not Terminator. It's uh, not like it's not like the original. Would you say it's okay. a Terminator? Nice. Yes, I would say it is a terminate turd. <laughs> Except I would replace turd with a different word. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've only seen two Ryan Johnson movies, apparently. I didn't Knives realize out that. And Last Jedi? Yes. Nice. Which is so good. Everyone you haven't hates seen Looper? Last... I have it. No. Oh, okay. okay. Looper? Very Looper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like yeah. Looper. And it's like Looper. What's y'all's got... opinions on Last? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Looper, like. Looper has a bunch of in- just interesting. The story just goes a bunch of interesting places yes. you don't expect it to, and it's like, and he he does that. He subverts your expectations and he takes it somewhere you don't expect. That's like the movie. That's why I they, love Johnson. That's like the movie. The movie that people they saw and they're like, oh, we got to get this guy for Star Wars, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's y'all's opinion on Last Jedi? I love Last Jedi. Yeah, I do. Too. I, I, I don't, don't know what the hate is. And it with took Last it took Jedi. me it took me a while. It took me a while, but I came around, and I think it was the third time I watched it. I was like, because the first time I was like, ah, oh, that was weird, and then the second time I was like, no, and then the third time, like a year later, I was like, best Star Wars movie, hands down. It's so it definitely. Yeah. I think it's the best by far of yeah. the, the the new trilogy. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not even close. Yeah, no. I remember when I'm, it came I'm not out. a big fan of nine, but yeah, go ahead, Olivia. No, you're good. I I didn't love it. I feel like I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Um, but yeah, I feel like with the Last Jedi, people, I say people, fanboys were so upset that one that the main character was a oh female. <laughs> be careful then, what you say. Our podcast could get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cancel culture is kind of going crazy right it now. It is. It is going crazy. Uh, but it just I don't know. I thought it was really good. I also thought it was like the cinematography was was the best in that movie. I just I think it's so it looks much, so good. Yeah, it does it's look so good. Different. It looks from the good. Other Star Wars movies. Right. Yeah, and I think that's why people don't like it is because it's not what they wanted or they were disappointed by that i don't know but i really liked it i thought it was really good i i wish he would have directed the last one so it would have been it would have been better not a fan you know what it would have been better uh episode nine would have been better if colin trevorrow had directed it like it just it would have been better yeah whatever episode nine was it was it was definitely disappointing dumpster fire it was Good, accurate. My uh, my fifteen year old brother threw up in the uh, Rise of Skywalker. Like he or he like <laughs> exited the theater and went to the bathroom and threw up because he felt sick. So and I came so outside after the theater. We saw it with like my whole family, and they were just 
Jonathan was like laying on the ground, like, oh, so the f- movie physically made him throw up. That's crazy. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so your brother and I have both thrown up at the movie theater while watching a Star Wars movie. That's that is a podcast we episode we could have like physical reactions we've had to <laughs> movies. <laughs> Remember, oh man, uh, during Avengers uh, Infinity it, War. Infinity War. I was literally holding in my. Uh, number one for like the whole last half of the movie. Was, <laughs> I think I was too. It was bad. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Weren't we all? Those Infinity War and Endgame were so long. Oh my goodness. I didn't was, even I mean, drink anything for like two hours before I saw Endgame <laughs> and I had to like uh, just, I was holding it in. I was like, Where yeah, Endgame out. Yeah, I learned from my mistake from Infinity War. Endgame, I literally did not eat or drink anything like the whole day. Yeah. And I think I, I fell asleep halfway through the movie. Good call. Well, guys, halfway through the movie, <laughs> uh, Endgame. Uh, okay, real quick, Endgame. I thought Endgame was pretty mad for me. I like. I thought the last forty minutes pretty badass, but it was it was just super slow for me at the beginning. Yeah, okay. no, That's I, just I can see right. that. I respect that. I respect that. Um, I was happy once Ant Man showed up. I'm an yeah. Ant Man stan. You really are, Stan Man. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, thank you, Eric, for being on with us. Um, in our next episode. It's going to be the last episode. I believe it's going to come out very... No, no, no. The last episode is coming out on the on the release date for Scott Pilgrim. Uh, so it will be Scott. 10 years to the date. We are very excited about that. Seven evil episodes over Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. 10-year ten, ten anniversary. Love this movie. Eric, thanks so much for hopping on. Um, and we're looking forward to having you again for that last episode where we discuss the rewatchability which will kind of be not quite beating a dead horse, but we'll be getting there and kind of looking at where these stars have gone on um, and what they've gone on to star. And so, yeah, Olivia, you want to mention our mention again, our next series. Yeah. So after we finish up Scott Pilgrim, we are going to be cover covering HBO's Watchmen series. So we're going to be kind of diverging from film, like our title of the podcast says, but Isaac and I both feel like this is, it was really popular when it came out. It still is. It's relevant to what's kind of going on right now. And also it's just incredible. It's a great series. So we're going to be covering that after we wrap up with Scott Pilgrim. So we're very much looking forward to that. Uh, So thank you everyone to listening to today's episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts and share this with your friends, family, and anyone you know who likes movies and or Scott Pilgrim. This is Isaac signing off from Conway, Arkansas. This is Olivia signing off from Oklahoma. And Eric signing off from Fort Smith, Arkansas. From an undisclosed location. (laughs) 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 I don't don't know why. Anyway. All right. See y'all later. Anyway, goodbye. (laughs)